Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this very special mini-sode of the Banging Book Club. The Banging Book Club is a fortnightly podcast where we read a book about sex and or gender each month and discuss it. I'm Hannah Whitten. I'm Lucy Moon. And I'm Ash Hardell. What? Oh! Special guest! Um, so, as you will know by now, last month we read Doing It by Hannah Whitten. That's my book. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Which God. was great in so many ways. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> Technically, you've not read it yet. <laughs> that's how we're recording this, like back in time or something. Time travel with podcasts. Mm. Um, but we thought we would bring Ash on for this mini-sode because Ash wrote a book as well. I did, absolutely. Um, do you want to kind of introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and then what your book is about? Editing Hannah from the future here. Throughout this whole podcast, we talk about Ash's book. We talk so much about her book, yet we forget to tell you what the book is called. Ash's book is called The ABCs of LGBT, and it is absolutely fantastic and just such a great resource for people. And so now I will let past Ash take it away and introduce herself. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Ash, and like these ladies, I'm a YouTuber. I make content online. Uh, my videos are kind of all over the place, but I definitely have a focus on, like, um, sexual and gender identity and education. Um, and the book mirrors that a lot. If I had to describe the book in a really concise way, I'd say it's a, an expansive kind of glossary and exploration of many, many different gender and sexual identities. My name is Ash, but the book is written by Ashley Mardell. Why is that? Because <laughs> I changed my name after I published it. Or because you got married. <laughs> and because I got married, yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just me and Lucy here because we have read Ash's book and just want to chat about it. Sweet. Um, and first of all, I want to kind of talk about the writing process because sure. we've kind of yeah, been yeah. through the same thing totally. basically uh-huh um how long did it take you to write it um I was really naive uh to think I could write a book like this an educational book um in the amount of time that I did um so January February March April May June July August eight months um mm -hmm. technically I had eight months I asked my publisher to pu push back the publish uh, my deadline essentially yeah. twice it was incredibly stressful and if I were to do this <laughs> again I'd ask for at least a year and a half oh wow is that just because it's so 
information heavy and it's all like it's on really sensitive stuff and yeah. people like are very particular about how they want it presented and yeah it just has to be like really comfy really inclusive really accurate yeah um and yeah i i was i was silly to originally think i could do that in like six months and i ended up making it a little longer than eight months and that still like I had to break my back to do yeah. it it was rough uh, and I had to call in a lot of favors like I had to ask my editors I had like um here let's see who did I have review the book I know I had yep trans student educational resources gender spectrum um and the gender book and everyone is gay are all organizations that reviewed the book as well as like other people and mm-hmm. I would ask them I'd be like um I'd give them drafts and I'd be like can you give me all your notes tomorrow please <laughs> please 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 um and since they were so accommodating a lot of them were able to do things like that for me wow. and it helps me meet my deadline but it was hard wow that's kind of why I disappeared from YouTube why like over the summer while I was writing this because I just didn't have any I couldn't do anything else that was like the only thing mm-hmm. this might this might be like a really weird horrible question but I'm I'm kind of curious uh-huh. is there any part of you like obviously not all of you but like a small part of you maybe that is resentful for how sensitive and inclusive you have to be in the book um there is a part of me that is exhausted by that sure mm-hmm. maybe not resentful maybe yeah. not necessarily resentful because I get it yeah um but yeah, I can tell you that I personally wish, um... You're trying to figure out how to say it. Like, yeah, yeah I, I wish that we could talk about these things and not feel like we have to tiptoe or filter our language so much. Just because it makes it hard to have these kinds of conversations. I wish, mm-hmm. I wish safe spaces were easier to make and there was like a handbook for how to talk about these kinds of things safely and we all read it and knew it and stuff like that but yeah I don't know it was tough it was hard um it exhausted me but it is what it is yeah yeah and you are effectively a pioneer of this like as, as an educational resource from um, what I'm aware of because it's such early days of gender identities even and sexual identities being named and defined within the past what like decade or two decades of I from what I could gather have been the more um nuanced approach to gender and sexual identity I might be able to like um get on that and say I'm a pioneer as far as putting the information like in a published book but like these master posts on tumblers and these conversations and forums yeah I'm not like a pioneer uh, when it comes to that things at all that has been going on um for a very long time and I had to reach out to a lot of people in order to make this but yeah I guess like um what I thought I was doing when I wrote this book was making a guide to everything a comprehensive guide to all the labels. Yeah. And then are there any that aren't in there that you And then I about? learned, somebody, one of my editors, was like, comprehensive, you really think so? A bit cocky, eh? Um, which was fair. They were right. Wow. They were totally right. And I love my editors because they were very blunt with me. They were like, um, this is harmful, don't say that, you have to change this story, like, you sound pretentious. And, 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 oh, wow. Like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was really intense. Um, but, uh, so I, I took out the word comprehensive and I just said ultra detailed. 
Um, but yeah, because there are there are identities and terms that are not in here um, that I wish were. Um, and also, there are identities that were too hot button and like controversial. Oh, okay. For me to feel good about putting in the book. Can you say what they are? Sure. So, like, third gender is uh, okay. an identifier word that isn't so PC. Um, is that the one that's more, like, Native American? Yes. Or is that Two-Spirit? Or is that the same? Both. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, and then Two-Spirit was another one. Um, I see you mention that in the book. And yeah. then you offer an alternative right. word. Because two Because it's yeah. appropriative. Exactly. Because, um, yeah, Two-Spirit has... Um, a history of being appropriated, and I'm not Two-Spirit, and I couldn't find a person um, who was willing to share, like, what being Two-Spirit meant to them in this book, so since I couldn't, like, find their voice, I didn't want to do it for them, but I also, it is kind of an important word um, to a lot of people, and in the LGBT, it's, it's like, it's a well-known word, it felt strange completely leaving it out of the book, so yeah, I included, like, directions um for learning elsewhere to it yeah yeah what if there are people listening who like haven't read the book and are are just kind of already confused by our conversation i bet that's totally maybe what's happening Uh (laughs) yeah um what can we say to give them kind of like oh how do you even do it like 101 like identities how do I, how do you identify yeah. D101? <laughs> Why don't we do a, a little, like, how we identify then? Okay. To kind of help people who cool. are listening. What are we going to do it? Are we going to do it, like, our most <coughs> common identifiers, the way we, like, usually and most typically um, identify those words, or, like, specific ones and completely how we identify? Because usually you're probably like, hi, I'm Hannah. I'm a YouTuber, and I'm, I'm, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> we can do, we can do, like, gender and sexuality, Okay, I guess. You give, like, a summary one, and then, like, a, and then when I'm actually being, like, very yeah, real. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm honest. asking. Yeah. Am I giving the, am I giving the ultra-detailed one, or the one that I'd say in, in, in real life? The summary one. You can go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, I identify as cisgender, so that means that my gender identity is the same as the sex I was assigned at birth. Is that, that's what it is? I'm like, I'm like looking at you yeah. like, oh my God, I've, I've even written a book about this and I'm still like, ah! No, that's good. Um, so that's female, cisgender woman. And I'm heterosexual, sometimes heteroflexible-ish. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, my favorite qualifier in the whole wide world is queer. I like it for both my sexuality um, and my gender. So queer and genderqueer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then if I were to get, like, really, 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 really hyper into it. Here, let me see if I can even find the whole list. Boop-a-doop-boop. It's fascinating. It really is. If you ask me to describe my identity in the most precise sense, I would likely say something like, I'm Ash, a very fluid queer person comfortable using the words bi, pan, and multisexual interchangeably. I describe my romantic orientation as demi-homo-flexible and my gender as questioning, but typically existing in the spaces between woman and agender. Words I'm currently experimenting with are non-binary, gender-neutral, bi-gender, demi-girl, gender-fluid, gender-queer, and gender-flux. Also, I prefer to engage in monogamous relationships. Blah. Blah. Yeah. I think it's amazing as well that you uh, 
part of your identity is the fact that you're still experimenting with words. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is an ongoing journey to find your identity. Definitely. It's definitely the message that I got from this book. Uh-huh. And and you should feel free to embrace fluidity. If you if you feel like you found an identity that fits you and then like time passes and you're like, wait, that identity doesn't fit so much anymore. That's okay. Yeah. You may have changed. That's all right. Yeah. Cool. Lucy? My identity... I'm a cis woman, or, yeah, I, yeah. (laughs) I'm cis. You can tell, because I've never had to think about it before. (laughs) And that's something that I became especially aware of. And um, I'm heterosexual, um, one on the Kinsey scale, if we use that as any kind of qualifier Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, And I think that's, have I missed off an obvious one? No, you said your name. Oh, I am Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> we could go around and say our pronouns just for like the sake of this. Yeah. Sure. Um her cool. she she her. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh she her, they them, anything respectful. Interesting. Uh she her. Cool. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Sweet. I didn't it's good to how do that. Many pronouns there were. There are a lot. I Okay, so the other thing about having the pronouns written down was like I didn't know how to pronounce them. Like the ones that begin with a Z. I know. And what are I did they? that on Z- purpose. Because <laughs> you don't know how to pronounce them? Because there's so many different ways to pronounce them oh, all. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, it would have been really complicated. And like, what do I pick my favorite pronunciation to put in the book? And yeah. like, within, it was. Just... I guess it's a case of like, if you're talking to someone or interacting with someone who uses those pronouns, just ask them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. The other thing, I, I really want to just play devil's advocate a lot with this, because um, I think on like on the one hand, it's like, in general, yes, I get it. I know how important this book is and how important those identities are, but I also think it's fun to kind of like Go play devil's it. advocate to Challenge, kind of like, because yeah, it's it. also like challenging yeah, yeah, myself yeah. in terms of like, you have to be able to like stand up for what you're doing, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, is it too much? Is it too much? Is it, like, have we gone? Too far. People are just people, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, absolutely not. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. This is just like, these are just words. They're just, they're sounds. They're little cute audio nuggets that we can say to people that relay information. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't want to use these words, don't use these words. You you don't have to. And we, I mean, there's, there's certain ways to use these words. Like these Words should not be used as a weapon, and these words should not mm-hmm. be used to put people in boxes. Um, but if you're using these words, like, for yourself or to empower others, I, I always want more words like that. Like, if, if I always want more words that make people feel like they have community and make people feel like they're understood. Yeah. And, like, it's just, it's really just, like, more vocabulary, and it's just, I don't know, it's language, it's beautiful. Yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't think... I think when you say, is it too much, I think what you are kind of getting into is the whole, like, am I expected to know and remember all of this perfectly? because yeah, that's the other thing where I was thinking sure. when I was reading it. I was just like, I get this, and I feel like if I was in a situation talking to someone, I would be as respectful as I can be to, like, in just, that takes human error into account uh-huh. um, with learning 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Pronouns, names that identify as whatever. Right. But I... I was like, I can't remember all of this. No, and you're not meant to. That's okay. Anybody who expects you to remember this is being unreasonable. And also, like, after you read this book, I didn't show up to your house and quiz you. You know, I know, right? Like, like, okay, pub quiz time. Yeah, that's 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 not that's not this. This is just like, hey. Uh, well, I mean, this book is for a lot of different people. If you kind of feel like you don't fit any in anywhere, this book is maybe for you. It's like, hey, maybe maybe you can find some community in here. Um, or maybe you're an ally. This book is like, hey, you want to broaden your horizons yeah. to things you didn't quite know? Cool. Um, yeah, things yeah. like things like that. But um, And then it's kind of just meant to be like a handbook, maybe like a reference thing. You can maybe if you are out in a pub, and you hear somebody say they are nutois, that's their gender, and um, you don't know what that is, uh, you can go home and be like, oh, nutois, I heard that, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see. I remember what that was. I remember learning about it. It's just, because yeah. it's just more education. Otherwise, you go home and you're like, some weirdo said they were nutois in a pub, and I didn't understand, and there's so many genders, I hate it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Much better to combat ignorance mm-hmm. with a concise book about it. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh-huh. But it's definitely not meant to be like, you must read the book, remember the book, understand the book, or you yeah. are a bad advocate. <laughs> it's not like that. A friend of mine um, said to me, we were having conversations about gender and loads of stuff, and he is, I'm going to forget what he is, gender queer, gender fluid... He's, um... Gender flex. Not... Definitely non-binary. Okay. As an umbrella. Cool. Um, he's very f- feminine in his expression. Makeup. Hair. Nails. Cool. Kind of thing. We were talking about all this stuff. And he said something that kind of resonated with me. And I want to hear your opinion on it. And he said, learn it all and then forget it. Yeah. Yeah. In ter- that, I liked that a lot in terms of like learn it all so you like you know it and you're like I understand fundamentals yeah but then just like forget it whatever well it takes up a lot of space in your brain label schmables sometimes it, it, maybe yeah 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 and that's another thing is like 
I don't know, sometimes I worry people look at this book and they think that it's, like, putting labels on, like, a pedestal. It's not. Because, I mean, these labels exist, but they're there to use in any way you want. If you can, you can throw labels in the garbage, you can change what the labels mean. Um, yeah, they just are what they are. But I like what your friend said. Remember it all, or learn it all, and then forget. Because it takes up a lot of space in your brain. It can also be really overwhelming. And sometimes I feel like um, education that's overwhelming can, I don't know, kind of backfire. It, 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 mm -hmm. it you're trying to advocate, but it kind of scares that person away. Um, so yeah, learn, have a general sense of things, mm -hmm. and then don't be expected to continue to be an expert. And yeah, I think you'll still go on better. So whilst reading the book, um, because I'm part of the YouTube community, I kept coming across people I knew. Um, in the as the case studies and people who contributed uh, their personal experiences and their identifiers, and um, I realised that I'd never asked. Like I just never asked anyone like how they identify, mm -hmm. and I found that really like, gosh, like my mind it's like a horse with blinkers on, and then you're like, oh no, there's so much more, and I never, I just never did. Sure. And so I was wondering if there's a best way to ask or a preferred way that. You reckon, mm. obviously this is obviously down to personal experience and your personal um, feelings about it, but if someone who's listening to the podcast is curious about their friend, how their friend identifies, and if they could use, obviously, pronouns to help mm -hmm. make them feel included and inclusive, what the best way to approach that would be? Sure. So, um, it can be really scary to um, be closeted with your gender identity. Um, so maybe, like, maybe don't go... Oh, yeah, not like, yeah. what are you? <laughs> hey, mate, you have a different gender? <laughs> um, but I think dropping hints that you're really inclusive is good. Um, if you've just met for the first time or something, you could be like, hello, just so you know, my pronoun. You can, like, start with yourself, my pronouns, or she, her, what are your pronouns? Um, and then you'll know their pronouns. Um, and then also just, like, yeah, like I said, like, dropping hints. Like, I read this really cool article about gender... Or, like, you know, things like... Well, my like, friend who is gender fluid. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but definitely let them come out to you. I think that's oh, yeah. important. Um, yeah, let them come out to you and just make sure that you've, like, cultivated this safe space so they know that they can and it will go well. Yeah. The only thing that I have a problem with with what you said there is that I would feel uncomfortable introducing myself and being like, my pronouns are blah, because... I feel like I'm very clearly a cis woman who uses she, her pronouns. Yeah. And that I mean, just feels, that would feel so weird to me. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But I've, I do, I do know what you mean. Um, but I, it's, I don't know. It's like a, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, and I, when I say that, I mean like worldly and like queer culture and, and everything. It's because I've, I've totally like existed in spaces where it's really normal to start, uh, uh-huh, okay. And introduce yourself with pronouns. Um, See, I've, nev I've never had a conversation that's, like, started with yeah, that. Yeah, that like, is like partially an introduction. because... Well, no, actually, your, yeah, your circles are LGBTQIA+. Like, yeah, very part, yeah like, parts of my circles are. In that, but most then, of my circles just yeah. aren't, really. And mm -hmm. so, but then that's something that, that, as I'm learning with the alcohol thing, changes through example and changes through discussion. Exactly, and, and so the only way to... to and I think... I think it'd be cool where, um, if we did live in a world where 
using our pronouns upon introduction was like semi-standard i think that would be very helpful and beneficial and cool that would Mm. be like something that i would like to see um so yeah so sometimes i try to lead by example like at the beginning of the podcast um yeah, but I, I, I definitely understand if it's just not something that happens in your circle, so that might feel weird. I wouldn't feel weird if someone else, else when sure. they when they introduced themselves to me, were like, oh, my pronouns are blah, then I'd be like, oh, cool, mine are this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good yeah. thing to be aware of. Oh, That's for how sure. I feel. Sure. Yeah. It's something I should yeah. really, really be actively, yeah. not, not like subconsciously unaware of, which is basically yeah. what I was. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I found myself talking with, like with other cis friends is how they them is a singular can be a singular pronoun because mm-hmm. that's one thing that people who are not necessarily like in the bubble that we're in where mm-hmm. it's just like oh yeah sure um who are like trying to get to grips they're like yeah trans people exist that's cool but i don't understand they might not understand like the other like broader like gender fluid mm-hmm. gender queer and then the other thing that they're trying to get their head around is yeah. they them in the singular but it is singular but it is singular and the way that i always try and explain it to them i'm like you have used they them in the singular your whole life and you just haven't realized like right when you're talking about a singular person whose gender you do not know uh-huh. you use they them so i'll be like oh i went to the shop and the person at the counter um i had this interaction with them blah 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 and they'll be like Oh, that's interesting. What did they say? Yeah. And they've used they as a singular exactly. because they didn't know the gender of the person. I'm like, it works grammatically. They're mm. even like, oh, I wrote about it, but I forgot. I Wasn't wrote it something like them it, it was, or they this is a singular? It was like word of the year or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I what? love that. Yeah. So like there's a common misconception that they is used exclusively to refer to plural nouns and cannot be used in a grammatically correct singular sense. This is untrue. So untrue, in fact, that the American Dialect Society, a 127-year-old, uh, well-established organization named They, it's 2015 Word of the Year. And it wasn't any old usage of the word They that was being honored. It was specifically the singular, gender-neutral version of the word. As in, I have a stellar friend named Caden. They are very cool and currently questioning their gender. They rock. Um, yeah. So, and that's, that, that organization is made up of over, like, 300, uh, grammar, well, that's a hard word for me to say, grammarians. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like librarians for grammar. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, like, I don't know. People who, who think they is, um, always plural just, like, aren't in the know. That's yeah. wrong. That's yeah. just yeah. simply. I've never heard that. But then my mom is, like, grammar Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. Can't call her a grammar Nazi, can I? Nope. Uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a two in the room. <laughs> she is. Sorry, guys. No worries. She's um, particular about grammar. Yeah, she's, she's incredibly she's particular. Yes. Um, another thing that I wanted to just bring up, and I don't think any of us will know the answer to this, but I would love to hear if any of our podcast listeners know the answer to this, is what about in other languages where they do have gendered they pronouns so the one i can think of is french so you've got il for he elle for she and then il with an s on the end for male them and then l with an s on the end for female them when you're talking about a group of people where it's a mixture of men and women it's 
eel again like you kind of default to the male but what about someone who is gender neutral in french what are there anyone is anyone out there french and like genderqueer what pronouns do you use in french like i want to know this i was telling hannah earlier that this is one of the most common comments i get on my youtube channel is like ash i wish i, I wish my language was more like gender neutral i wish we had gender oh, neutral. really yeah so it's just it's just they don't have them i think some do yeah uh, i uh, but i know for sure because i've heard lamenting in the comments that a lot uh, of them don't and i i don't know what to do i don't know language is evolving so surely at some make it point up. make up make yeah. up a gender neutral pronoun but then do you have to alter the entire language because everything is gendered that becomes complicated it'd be ul that does made it up it's ul ul is <laughs> <laughs> ul for what for which language all the languages yeah, I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done <laughs> but yeah i would love to hear um from any podcast listeners who speak another language if there are gender gender neutral pronouns in your language too. I think that wraps it up. Has anyone got any final thoughts? Go check out Ash's channel because it's great. Yeah. And the book. And the book. Which is available... Now. On, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com or IndieBound.com. And from June... Oh, oh, yes, you keep reminding me the most exciting thing. Uh, in June, there's going to be a free version of the book coming out for free, and it will be great. And As an ebook. As an ebook. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. To make all the information accessible to all. Uh-huh. I have a question for you guys, though. Mm-hmm. Which bit did you find the most interesting, or which bit did you, like, learn the oh, most? Oh, God, I'm going to have to look at the contents yeah. page. Oh, um, I found so much of it interesting. See, for me, because I do half, I frequent these circles online sometimes, um, but I'm not like fully in it. A lot of it was stuff that it was like fleshing out what I already knew. Okay. Rather than being like, oh my God, that's new information. Uh Oh, I think the bit that was new to me, like really new to me, was all the different spectrums. All the, like, because the only spectrums that I really knew of were still were lines that were yeah. still very binary so it's like one thing at one end one at the other and then all this stuff in the middle which is fine some people identify that way uh-huh. but then the ones where it's like it isn't a line it's like a, a circle or a cloud like a sphere and yeah like, uh-huh. I loved that that was cool I like that part too mm-hmm. uh-huh. I like Charlie's drawing of his spectrum he's like I don't even want to do a spectrum I'm just going to put myself in a galaxy oh yeah oh, I loved that and then I thought that was so sweet I like the gender unicorn because I'd never seen that before yeah and that was very new to me because I'm so used to when you ask someone like how they identify they're just like like gay yeah. by uh-huh. straight they're uh-huh. really for me it was like oh there's like one word mm-hmm. no there's loads of ways you can identify oh and like knowing your phys- whether you're physically attracted to emotionally attracted to people mm-hmm. sex assigned at birth and your gender expression as well there's so much and they don't have to line up no like you could your gender identity could be one way uh, but your expression could be the opposite mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. are no rules the, yeah just be you thanks for listening everybody make sure to check out ash's channel and ash's book and we'll see you next month what are we reading currently lucy i don't know i have <laughs> no idea what we're reading in may hold on i might are know. you releasing a book no oh. <laughs> Ooh, in may we are reading aristotle and dante discover the secrets of the universe Ooh. so the full banging book club podcast for that with me lucy and lena will be out in a couple weeks until then, go rate us on iTunes if you're feeling nice. And you can tweet us at Banging Book Club 
We're cool. great. We're really great. All right. The greatest. Soon, Thank you. Yeah, we are. We are literally the greatest. <laughs> Bye. 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.